podcast. We are Tom and Julie Meekins, friends and supporters of parents and caregivers affected by disability. We also support folks who serve those with disabilities and their families in ministry. This podcast is for you if you are a parent, if you serve in ministry, and if you want to know better how to understand and walk alongside families affected by disability. This podcast is for you if you're a parent of a child or adult who is affected by disability. Our desire is that you are encouraged and empowered. Yes, this podcast is for you if you serve in ministry at Champions for Parents. We want you to know that we appreciate you in all that you do to serve families. Yes, we do. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about the challenges associated with traveling with a loved one with disabilities. And so we want to also say that this podcast is for you if you would like a little window into the life of families affected by disability, particularly if you want to understand the unique travel challenges of these families. Traveling with disability can be challenging. Mm. Oh, don't we know? We were reminded of that once again recently when Amy's hearing aid quit in a hotel room as we were on the way to a disability conference outside of Atlanta, Georgia. That was just recently, yes, just in the last couple of weeks. When this happens and we're home, there is a whole protocol that we kick into gear to solve the problem. First, we attempt to identify the problem, don't we? Mm. Next... We see if we have the solution within our grasp here in the house, which is always our hope, right? (laughs) If so, we take care of it, and then it's a done deal. That's right. If we do not have the solution here in the house, uh, we have a wonderful hearing aid specialist who is very attentive to Amy's needs. We call them and can usually get in to see them pretty quickly. They find the solution, and again, it's a done deal. Whatever the needs of your loved ones, we can imagine that your scenarios might be similar. However, when traveling, it is a whole different adventure. In our case, we could identify the problem, but the solution was not at our fingertips, and our dear hearing aid specialist was five hours away. Right. We We asked a few other... Oh, go ahead. ahead. It's your turn. (laughs) (laughs) We asked a, a few other parents of children affected by disability about some challenges that they face while traveling. And a few of them shared about all the extra stuff that needs to come along. Things like extra meds, special chairs or leg or back braces. Must have blankets, Mm. you know if you know, or stuffed animals or fidgets. Meals and snacks that will work. Specific nightlights or sound machines. Extras of the only kind of clothing that works. For example... Sweats. And you have to have extra. Yes, Plenty you do. of them. We're guessing that you have more that you can add to this list. When a person is fed by a feeding tube, there's all the equipment mm. that goes with making those feeds possible. There is also the formula that needs to be packed and calculating how much. So much fun. And then you need to consider some what-ifs. For example, this sibling of a tube-fed sister... Uh, mentioned uh, that they had to remember the replacement G-tube in case her sister pulled it out. Mm. This is all familiar to us. This sister story remind mm. us, uh, reminded us of the fact that Amy was mm-hmm. also tube-fed for 20 years. 20 years. 
she's about to have her 28th birthday, so we've really done tube feeding more than we haven't with her. Mm. We needed to remember to bring the syringes, all the hookup apparatus, and the right amount of formula for her. We even carried around an IV pole for a while so that we didn't have to hold the syringes. Mm. Because she was gravity fed, there were often spills from the pouring of the formula, so we needed to remember lots of extra changes of clothes and a few towels or paper towels to sop up those spills. And of course, that extra G-tube or two, just in case. I'm just remembering a, a major spill we had one time. Well, you mean when we fed her chair instead uh, of her? <laughs> it did not connect into the G-tube. It did not. Uh, and, uh, and let us just say that you cannot find G-tubes at the local pharmacy. Uh, so it was necessary to think ahead to stock up on an extra one. At Big least. deal. Yeah. To continue our hearing a dilemma on this recent trip, we looked at each other and started to run that checklist in our heads of potential options. Is there anything we can do ourselves to get the hearing aid to work? Is there a wax blockage that needs clearing? Is there a piece or a part that we can manipulate to work? Nope, the thing was dead. (laughs) It needed major (laughs) help. totally dead. Yeah, and then is there a hearing aid specialist nearby that could that we could contact to see if we could get an emergency appointment. And we're in a foreign town. We have no idea mm-hmm. what's around. Mm-hmm. So we begin to consult Google. Good old, famous Good old Google. friend Google. <laughs> All the while we're looking or we're working on that hoped for, mm. for outcome of getting this hearing aid to work. We are speaking into our minds the possibility that we will not have a solution for this trip and that Amy will need to attend the conference with no ability to hear. Mm. We give a pep talk that she is an excellent lip reader, which she is, and that we will be with her at all times to help her navigate conversations. We tell her that most speakers have PowerPoints and handouts, and she can follow as best she can with using those visual aids. Now, before we tell you the outcome of our adventure, other parents of children with disabilities have shared some more stories of their out-of-town challenges. One says that they have had to decide to actually cut the trip short because one of their kids wasn't doing well. Another mentions that a change in routine leads to difficult behaviors with their child. Yes. Picking up Amy's hearing aid malfunction story, you'll remember that we're brainstorming, brainstorming ways that we can fix the problem, uh, finding someone who can, uh, who can while preparing Amy and the two of us for a weekend without hearing. Which we really didn't want to have no, to do. we didn't want to do that. The problem presents itself on a Thursday evening. We begin Googling potential hearing aid specialists in the area. Tom finds a a few that specifically show familiarity with Amy's particular brand of hearing aid. I really thought that was brilliant. When you found them, I think you Googled. I I went to the website of the hearing aid and looked for the hearing aid specialists that knew that that hearing aid. And not everybody does. So that was a really cool thing to do. Right. So there were at least three somewhat close by near our our hotel. Uh, One was only five minutes from the hotel, five minutes away from where we were staying. I just went down the list and just started calling. And sure enough, the one that was five minutes away uh, on Friday morning answered the phone. Don't give the answer. Don't give the answer. You don't care. It's not the outcome yet. We're still in this cliffhanger place, right? Stay tuned. So. So, of course, by the time we were working on this, it's after hours and all of the hearing aid places are closed. 
for Thursday night that, that for that day. So we slept on it, hoping for help the next morning. Mm. Now, other people, again, you know, other families and some of the challenges that they've dealt with in traveling with a child with disabilities, the challenges of toileting mm. while traveling was a common theme among the comments from those parents and siblings of loved ones affected by disability. Uh, yeah, and, and a friend of ours wrote this. Uh, when I was growing up, my dad once paid a, ho a motel maid to let us into an unused room so that my brother, who has autism, could pee in a room that looked more like a home because he refused to pee anywhere that was unfamiliar. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. how big a tip cool. that one was. No, seriously. Okay, so here's one from a mom. She says, changing an adult person who isn't toilet trained and also trying to take him into loud travel places and trying to use the handicapped bathrooms was very challenging for her. You know, there there is definitely a shortage of adult or more universal changing tables. I've started looking now when I go everywhere I go, but they they, they need to fit all sizes of people in public places. And some of our kids are sensory sensitive. Some hand dryers and toilet flushes are crazy loud for all of us and especially for them. Also, just getting from the car to the bathroom often takes us through overwhelming environments. Yes, another mom uh, wrote uh, to us and said we were, we were at Disney when our son was younger. He had to go but refused to use any public restroom whatsoever. I took him into one of the resorts, um, and, and a fabulous cast member let us use one of the rooms that was being renovated. That was, that was so nice. Because you really don't know. You're at the mercy of the people who are in charge of these places, yeah. and you are in a desperate situation at that point. One more, Mom. In the last few years, it's become harder for me to take my son somewhere by myself, whether in town or out, because of bathroom situations. He can't go by himself, and if there's not a family restroom available, I have to take him in the ladies with me. That gets unapproving stares from people who don't understand. We complete Amy's most recent hearing aid story with this review that we sent in. Yes. So this is what we were so happy with these people. I have to tell you um, exactly what we wrote as a review for them. We are so thankful for Upstate Hearing Aid Center. There you go. There's a plug for Upstate Hearing Aid Center in Greenville, South Carolina. While traveling, our daughter's hearing aid quit working. It quit and it quit working. All <laughs> she, the above. <laughs> yes. She only has hearing in one ear. And see, this is why it's so significant. Mm -hmm. And when that aid goes out, she has no hearing at all. We were staying overnight in Greenville, South Carolina on our way to a conference near Atlanta. We called upstate desperate for an appointment. We really were uh, to see if the hearing aid could be fixed. Even though they were already full, they made time for us. From the first phone call to friendly greetings at the intake desk to the repair by the proficient audiologist, the folks at Upstate Hearing Aid Center were knowledgeable, efficient, and accommodating. Thank you for putting a smile on our daughter's face and for saving us from a stressful conference experience. Absolutely. This situation could have gone many different ways. You know, we feel 
like we were granted the best outcome of all, and for that we are very grateful. So we would have paid anything, <laughs> and it was a very reasonable cause. So we yes, are very grateful. It was great. So we end this podcast with two positive conclusions. One, we are seeing again the resilience of families affected by disability. It never ceases to amaze us. There is this underlying persistence and grit that propels forward motion to do what needs doing moment by moment. And second, God is in these moments. Yes, he is. Our children, siblings, and friends with disability are fearfully and wonderfully made by a loving creator. There is a greater reason and purpose for the struggles and challenges that we all face. He tells us over and over in the Bible that, that, and shows us over and over in the dailies that he cares for them and he cares for us, the caregivers. Yes, he does. As always, if you would like us to come alongside and help you brainstorm as a parent or as someone who serves in ministry, we invite you to get in touch with us. You are never alone. We offer free private coaching for parents individually or with others you bring along and for folks in ministry as individuals again or as a team. If you want to engage with us by email, phone, or Zoom, let us know with an email to championsforparents at gmail.com. It is our joy to be available to you. We invite you to check out our website, championsforparents.com, and invite you to email us at championsforparents@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Also, come find Champions for Parents on Facebook. And if you feel led to give financially to help us to continue to support, equip, and empower you and others like you, we are missionaries to parents, official missionaries to parents through REF, which is Reformed Evangelistic Fellowship out of Bristol, Tennessee. For instructions, please go to our webpage, championsforparents.com, and click on the Donate tab in the menu selection at the top. There'll be instructions there. We hope that this podcast has helped you to feel that you're not alone. Life can be challenging. Mm. Our prayer is that along the way, you experience and feel God's presence and His grace and His love. Remember, we are here when you need a little extra support. And blessings to you and to those you love.